Heck yes. Welcome back to Lady Blair Sings the Blues. This is your girl, Kylie Too Smart. And sometimes me. Heck yes. Who are we? What do we do? What do we do? We are two big, beautiful Black women who appreciate music, gaming, nerdcore. Sex. All things fun and good. Communication. Sex. We're humans. Hella sex. Communication. We love our bodies. We do. Makeup. <laughs> Looking like babushkas. Look, I, you could have all the worlds. I'm kind of having this grim jow inspiration from Bleach. You are. Yeah. 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 Yes, I'm I am. In it. In it. He's like my bae since middle school. That was the whole reason why I kept watching Bleach was to get to that episode arc when he would show up. <laughs> I just really loved the like intro for the very beginning of Bleach. Like that song just got me hooked. Yeah. It's a good song. And it's also a really good manga too. Like I remember swapping mangas in middle school with a bunch of kids. I'm still reading it. Like <laughs> it blows my mind sometimes. I'll just be like, this series is not done. Like I'm not done with it. It's mm-hmm. I've been literally reading this since college it's been yeah i kind of took a break (laughs) yeah i took a break from it like i was reading in middle school for a while and then the trips to borders because i would go to borders after school and just like it's no longer here in sand city i don't even think borders even exists anymore it doesn't it's sad yeah it makes me a little sad but yeah i used to go there and read the shit out of their manga or if like you know if a homie actually bought it we would all swap it in school and then when I was watching the anime when it would come on late at night I believe it was on Adult Swim I was paying attention to it and then I kind of phased out during the bounce arc because the bounce arc was just you know I've heard that from a lot of people they were just like once they hit the bounce arc they couldn't get back into it and I was just like dang yeah but I I kept pushing I kept pushing for Grimjow because like that little psycho smile I'm like I need to see it (laughs) <laughs> I, I really I really need to know <laughs> oh geez so how's your week Kylie what's going on my week has been crazy I feel like so much adulting is happening and like you had posted about the nine to five fatigue and like oh, finding God, time yeah. and I'm just feeling that so much right now because it's been like running around I feel like work and then school and yeah. then just personal stuff and then like our our fun stuff it's like even the fun stuff at, at some point feels like work and I've had four hours of sleep so <laughs> oh no just to let you guys know today might be an episode <laughs> today might be an episode and that's fair and you're okay to have those it's okay for any of us to have those days even if we're like uh we only had that like X amount of sleep. It's not going so well. Yeah, like sometimes I'm not gonna lie, this podcast can become a little bit of a chore. Right. And I think especially since like this podcast is a labor of love for us. Like, yeah, we don't get paid for this, you know. Nope. It's like we're we're doing it on our own time. We do yep. our own research for things. Like Yeah, even sometimes <laughs> when we put something down, we're like, oh fuck, how much thorough research are we gonna have on this? Oh Jesus. <laughs> forget it like it's just like we're talking and so I was like all right let me look this up real quick because we, we brought it up in conversation now we got to talk about it 
Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes like when we even get to the planning process of this podcast, like this is like just the reality of it. Like we see all this stuff that happens within the week. And then once we actually sit down and think about what we've seen, we're like, fuck, what, what happened? <laughs> this week. And what is like, worth talking know, about? didn't happen. <laughs> Things are happening so fast. Yeah, no. And the nine to five fatigue is real. Like I was really having it hard. Like I, I mean, I am so lucky that I mean, according to maybe other people, like, I mean, I don't have kids right now and you know, I can just go home. But the thing is like, but after like just dealing with people like all day at my job and then going home and being like, okay, I have to put my energy towards this. And then someone asking me about, you know, doing the next music thing. I'm like, oh, I have to go practice my trombone. So my chops are up. Like it's just, it's a lot of just like, just trying to prioritize and like how to like, you know, manifest, not manifest, but redirect your energy. So that that way things get done and you're not losing out on things because you're, you're getting rusty or you're, well, you're also, I feel it. like you, you tend to like have a bajillion projects happening at once all the time. Like, I, I don't think I've ever known you, you weren't, you know, doing at least like five different things. I'm like, I, th- mm-hmm. the ADHD, it might be real. I've been reading more and more posts and I'm like, do I have ADHD? Like Veronica definitely has ADHD. <laughs> like, I might have it. Yeah. You know, I never gotten myself properly diagnosed, but it would be really nice to kind of go through a screening to see if there's anything I should be aware about. Um, right. I've and- been following a, like a neurodivergent page and like there's so many things that they post that I I'm just like oh my gosh this totally makes sense like oh I totally see this in V or like oh I see this for myself absolutely yeah it's hard to diagnose because you know we grew up in a generation where it was like you know it was anti-mental anything it was like anti-mental illness or anti um being aware of like what your your symptoms or what your your behaviors are Um, I definitely feel that in the black community like mental health disorders aren't really Mm -hmm. um like embraced or discussed as much right and then I feel like on top of that ADHD presents differently in women typically than it does in men and so I feel like a lot of girls will go undiagnosed yep until like later in life yeah because our parents, never. yeah, because our parents don't want to admit that something's wrong, like they what they think is something is wrong. And when reality is that there isn't anything wrong. <laughs> it's just the fact like, this is what my behavior set. And now this is what I have to know. So then that way I can better cope with it or better adjust to it or, and I, and it shouldn't be also, that's the other thing. Like it shouldn't be so negative because, you know, I think someone, I mean, we all have a little tinge of something, you know what I mean? Right. I was like, I definitely, so I'm sorry. Like I've been seeing a lot of the ADHD stuff, especially with um, Sia, like putting out her whole like movie. Um, it, it's just like very fresh in my mind. Oh right yeah. Now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so uh, I, what I've been seeing is that there are so many portrayals of ADHD when people are in crisis mm-hmm. and they don't actually portray, um, sorry, not ADHD people who are on the spectrum. Right. You know, the, the material. So going into autism, right? Yeah. Anybody on the spectrum, you, yeah. you usually you will see um, 
representation of them when they're having like a meltdown or like if things are going wrong or there's mm-hmm. some reason that makes them function so differently that it's just like people don't put it within the scope of normalcy but right. you don't have the movies of these people who are just just yeah, functioning as people like they're human beings we're just functioning like I really think that that representation in the media like really makes us all think that autism only looks one way or that having ADHD only looks like you know a kid that can't focus and who's like squirming and who's upset right. all the time who's throwing temper tantrums I was like that wasn't me my ADHD I feel probably looks more along the lines of like kind of like you where you have like a bajillion projects that you're yeah. doing or like your brain is always doing a bajillion different things and then exactly it gets to feel like overwhelming other people don't connect to you the same way like friendships I feel like like are super intense for me so I don't really have a bajillion of them there's a few people like if you are my friend you are my friend and I like I love you for life right, and I right. will remember you for life and then it's like even if we don't talk for 10 years I'll come back and talk to you like I just spoke to you yesterday mm-hmm. and so it's like that it's like a real thing for me. So yeah. And that, and I like, that was us, right? Like I, there was a second where like, you just kind of dropped off the face of the planet for me. So I'm like, this bitch is just doing her thing. So like, I'm just going to let her do her thing. Um, but yeah. And then once you came back into town, like we just went, we just got back together like this, like it was, like it was yesterday. Like we just graduated from Monterey Peninsula college. So, um, which was, which was nice. And I think those are kind of the best connections to have with others. Um, because it's more genuine. You guys understand it's, there's a mutual understanding that we're all in our own shit. So that uh, part is like, I'm never going to hold the grudge against somebody for like going through life and being human and like, right. Needing to take their time and their space to do their thing. Exactly. So fine with me. I'm still going to be your friend at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, going back to this whole ADHD thing, ADD thing. Um, it's, yeah, it shouldn't be so stigmatized. I would love to see more shows, per, like, like like what you're saying, like portraying the normalcy, uh, portraying more parents um, accepting that this is this is what their child is is experiencing and adapting to that instead of assuming that your child is perfect or that you know or your child is um what some folks may call touched. Uh, so, um, I, I think those things are really, really important for, for our community. I think we're getting better at it. Like as the years go on, we're getting better at it just because of the access of information that's out there, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, you know, I would like to see, um, some kind of representation where it's not actually about like how other people have to make accommodations. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of the films we see, it's like, oh like poor mom is suffering or like oh the whole family suffers and it's just like dude you're just a regular you're just a person (laughs) like how about you tell like a different story like stop running that tired ass narrative that shit is old Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah that shit is old let's 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 stop you know putting a crisis on top of it like it needs all all this drama that's also another thing i just want to, to stop is just all this drama that's associated with a new thing or a new thing of becoming like it just let's just calm the fuck down you know uh calm the fuck down oh you know who needs you know who needs to calm the fuck down 
<laughs> I'm gonna show them look down. I'm gonna say, okay, Derek and Tim eat snacks. <laughs> they are a podcast from Arizona. Um, so Derek Montia and uh, I believe Tim Agney, uh, they uh, are a guy. A, there are a couple of guys who also do a podcast called The Steel Cage. Um, which is a wrestling oriented podcast. So they have their own little spinoff podcast, which is about eating snacks and eating different types of food and whatnot. And so, um, I, on me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So Derek just is so, Derek is so <laughs> ungrateful about how people <laughs> love him. People love Derek. Everyone absolutely adores Derek. You know, we, we love him so much that we made him into a meme. And so, oh my God! But he he doesn't understand how to receive love very well. Like he just when people try to love him, he gets angry, and I'm not sure why he gets angry. But Stop uh, loving me, guys. <laughs> I'm not a fucking meme. So, um, I was listening to dates, and I heard that, and I'm like, but wait a minute! I just saw a bunch of memes of him in a wrestling ring where there's like him holding a pizza, him, you know, with little Simba PNG on him, like he died because he's a father. Get it? Um, and then also, um, another meme of him holding up like a wrestling belt and screaming at somebody. So it's just, you know, these are great photos to turn into a like mainstream sensation across the internet. So I don't know why he's so mad, but apparently I made a fan video of just like, just, it was just a quick little slideshow of pictures of him just like in his meme, meme galore. And then I, you know, the next day I get like a bunch of notifications on Twitter and a block threat. He threatened to block me on Twitter because I was showing love. Kylie. Okay. <laughs> Fresh take. Is it love if he don't want that though? <laughs> is it love? And he's like, if you guys don't stop making me these goddamn motherfucking memes, and then you just continue to meme him. Um, are you now trolling? Is this real? Are you is this trolling is love? Trolling is love. <laughs> baby's first troll. Wow. <laughs> no, this isn't baby's first troll, but it is baby's first block threat. And I, you know, I was a little excited because I'm like, wow, I have accomplished i'm in the ranks i you've made it you've made, made it, it. i got i got a hater i made it um <laughs> yeah i just at least I, they're funny memes, you know it's like it's nothing that's like crazy disrespectful and no. it's within the realm you know what i did though i just i mean there might be a little bit of aggression of taking his own words and applying it onto something that he says that he not he not is so (laughs) ma'am ma'am i I know he didn't ask for it but um i i thought it was just uh, it, it was me trying to give him flowers that's what it was it was just a bouquet of pictures and audio. We're gonna have to talk. You know that would be um, an interesting topic for another day. Um, the idea of consent and memes. We don't have to get that deep, fam. Last topic. Oh, yeah, yo, we do <laughs> got because it's gonna be another. I didn't another cross one. the boundary. I wasn't like knocking on his door and okay. Well, well, yeah. Okay, it's, fine, yeah, fine, I- fine. A whole nother topic. A whole nother 
Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But I mean, I also, you know, this is also what they get for talking about adding M&Ms and grits. So at, during the podcast, this is what even motivated me to even listen to their episode was they were talking about how a mainstream WWE superstar named AJ Styles put M&Ms in his grits and said it was a lovely snack that it tasted like cream of wheat or whatever. I you know I'm making that shit up. I don't know what it actually said he tasted it like. <laughs> so I'm just making this shit up. It's sensational. Clickbait. Clickbait. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, wait. But- this is a serious question, though. Sweet grits or cheesy grits? Mm. I like plain grits. Oh, you're a whole monster. No, here, but listen, though. So growing up, eating grits, I would eat them kind of like as a side dish, kind of like a, kind of like how people treat rice, you know? If you yeah, get... but do you not put stuff in your rice? Well, it depends. Like, is rice the flavor absorber or is rice going to be the, like, the main entree? Like, so there's fried rice, right, where you put everything inside your rice, but there's also rice where, like, you know, how if you're Japanese and you eat rice, it's something to hover your food over. So nothing accidentally drops and you eat it and then you take another bite. It's kind of like, you know, resets the taste buds. I'm, I don't think that's- It was always a big like argument in my grandma's house, whether like grits should be sweet. You have one side of the family that likes like butter and sugar in their grits and the Mm -hmm. other side that wants like butter, like salt, pepper, and cheese. Oh, I see what you're saying. I I liked the butter and grits, like butter and a little bit of salt. Um, But also like the grits have to be accompanied by a nice, flavorful, savory meat. Like- but like I just so- thought it was breakfast sausage. Like, playing grits. I'm like, she's she's a monster. <laughs> like she's <laughs> what? It has yeah, to be- no. I just like my grits with just water. You're a horrible just person. Hot, boiled water. How did we get here? <laughs> Four hours of sleep is how we got here. That's right. That's exactly right. No, but yeah, I think I I would like my what my dad used to do growing up is like he would put grits, some bacon, and like some eggs. And that was kind of like the best combination where the bacon would fall into the grits. And then if I would eat a, eat that piece of bacon and I see like the flavor of the bacon on the grits, I'm like, that is like hyping my grits up. That's why I like them plain. Cause then it's like, kind of like whatever meat that I have there. And sometimes also mixing grits with eggs was really good. So, but sweet okay, grits, okay, but sweet grits, I'm like, if I want, I don't know. I feel like that kind of reminds me of like, cream of wheat which I didn't like growing up I liked cream of wheat I don't don't know and that's one of those weird things where it's like I don't know if I liked cream of wheat or if it was just like that's what we had and I was hungry so I ate that and then like sometimes you eat things in your childhood it was it was budget it was it was definitely like low budget breakfast food but yeah I just something about sweet and like sweet and like mushy in the morning what didn't really sit right with me like I didn't like it when my cereal would sit in the milk for too long soggy. Yeah. I was gonna say it's like a soggy milk texture problem. yeah I also don't like the um you know if you have a set of pancakes and you put syrup in it and the syrup makes your pancakes mushy and grainy like I I didn't like that I I liked it as a coating but not necessarily as like infused yes the consistency has to be right yeah. Brought to you by yeah. Two Fat Bitches. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Conversation. Two Fat Femmes talk about grits. 
grits. But yeah, apparently um, those guys ate M&Ms and grits uh, uh, just to say something to just to like, throw it in AJ Styles's face that it was trash, but they actually ended up liking it. So I mean, carb load, I guess. I'm like, it's a good little here. Let me eat my liquid bread with chocolate. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Eh. Well, I mean, enough about me getting almost blocked on Twitter. What about you, Kylie? What's been going on? What <laughs> have you oh noticed these days? <laughs> um. I'm just, I'm here. I'm adulting. I'm hanging in. Buying a house is, you know, there's a lot of back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Wait, I thought you were going to talk about Lizzo. Well, that's right. I am going to talk about Lizzo. Yeah. Lizzo. Uh, Lizzo, who was crying the, on Instagram? Lizzo's my, the bright my baby. <laughs> Your baby. Oh my gosh. I had, yeah, I had to call you immediately. So some, some asshole, I don't understand why people even still come to Lizzo with this bull, like fucking low vibrational energy bullshit, right. you know, asking her how she like deals with waking up in the morning and being obese. <laughs> and tell me watched her clap back for this and watch the video mm-hmm. because the humor that this woman possesses to just turn around and do this whole clip. And she really had me in the beginning thinking that she was like, like someone really got her. Somebody really got to her and it was in her heart. And she was like, you know, wait, I got it. Oh, you got it. You got it got, how do you deal with being obese? every day? Yeah. You gotta turn it so we can see her face. Cause the faces are like, Oh, right. to- oh no, man. I- Oh no, I have to keep watching. Wake up and I wake up into my obese bed. I have to get like a king bed because I'm so obese. And when I put on my obese Louis Vuitton house slippers and I walk into my massive obese bathroom and I just stare into my wall-to-wall obese mirror and I just... <sighs> lather myself in the most obese expensive oils and creams <laughs> oh god I walk into my obese gorgeous mid-century modern kitchen and Her obese kitchen. by the time I've made it to my kitchen I've already made another obese million dollars <laughs> my bank account is so fat my bank account is so fat so obese and like She's just so stubborn, like, she won't listen. She won't listen. She won't listen. She won't listen. I told that bitch. But you know what? It's fine. the shake little shake that she said she's like <laughs> I'm like bitch I'm tired of you absolutely I'm not I'm never tired of Lizzo I absolutely love her, her. obese bank account y'all she made another million <laughs> I tried to put her on a diet but that's fucking real I'm like Lizzo's out here grinding we've seen the work that she puts in it's not like a Y'all don't have to be worried about Lizzo's weight. You don't have to be worried about Lizzo's health. You ain't got to be worried about Lizzo's shit. Lizzo has Lizzo. She fine. 
just be there and support. Right. That's all. right. And if you can't be there and support, then dip the fuck out. Yep. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, girl. I. <laughs> this. I just want to point out that Lizzo has literally toured the world as a plus size superstar. Lizzo, I've seen on stage, like less than two feet away from me, a single foot away from me, working her ass off to give the most tear performance that she can ever give to the world. I've seen that bitch move. I've seen that bitch, you know, come out with all these lavish outfits and work in her shit. She has no, it's not even that there is any shame. She doesn't give a fuck about your opinion about what she looks like because she is still doing her thing, making her own fucking bag. And she got to places without that person criticizing her body. Or even is criticizing her body. Who gives a shit? Like, who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? But also, um, I don't know, but I feel like when when you have celebrity status, Mm -hmm. for a regular person to question anything, I'm like, okay, regular schmegular, how are you waking up every day just broke as fucking up? Like, what? 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 What is going on in your life that you really think that you could reach out to somebody and just be like, hey, why is it I'm- your fucking business? It's not even their business. I'd be mad if somebody came up to me and said that shit. I'd just be like, you know what? <laughs> Who gives a fuck if she eats like a bunch like chili cheesy fries or she has like a like a you know some water with a little bit of cucumbers for the day? Who gives a fuck? She's amazing, she's uplifting, she makes people feel loved. She fucked up once. She fucked up once and she was accountable for it. (laughs) That dumb bitch really tried to like hassle that poor girl from Postmates. Oh my God, but she did apologize for it. So that's good. But no, but like all Lizzo does is just one of, she wants to feel love and she just wants to send her message of love and that's all she's been doing. But people just want to focus on the most shallow aspects of her, which are not even that shallow. Everyone thinks like her, her body is construed as lazy or her body is construed as you know like not making enough effort like that i don't know man like we yeah we, i mean and, and that's, like the fat, that's the fat phobia in in the world you know the fat phobia especially here in the united states oh totally and you know we gotta stop judging people by their size mm-hmm. uh, size doesn't determine anything you like you can be a lazy fat person you can also be a lazy skinny person mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. fact that someone is skinny or fat doesn't make them any less or more lazy you know what i mean Mm-mm. and it would be the most laziest people too who would be trying to judge the shit out of her the people who don't do shit for the community will be saying any all this dumb crap just to try to make her feel bad and she's worked her ass off to get to the point that she is so like you know of course all the haters are gonna hate and come out of out of the cuts just to make people just to try to make her feel bad or bring her down but she's already so much in her bag that it's not gonna happen yeah well it is uh international women's month so woo woo 
Monday when we drop this, it will be what International Women's Day. Mm-hmm. So here we are, women supporting women. You know what's crazy? My second my second concert seeing Lizzo was after the Women's March in San Francisco. Was it? Yeah, That's it was a few. Me. It was a few years ago. I still will hold that till this day. Like she was on stage and she put on the hat that said nasty woman. Oh yeah, this was this was the same year actually. You know what? This was probably in 2016 because this is when Hillary was running for president. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, so like, yeah, Lizzo came, came into San Francisco on the same day that there was a women's march and I saw Lizzo after that march. That was such an intense day. We can't be doing marches like that anymore though. That was too many people. <laughs> It was sardined. It was super sardine and you know, now COVID and all that shit. But yeah, I was like, oh, I had a I had a comment. I was like, man, all those women showed up. White House was still safe. Just saying. I know. I know. But yeah, anyway, moving along. Um right along. So I don't know which one I want to actually talk about because you know, we kind of spent a lot of time just talking about our week, but yeah, um, we're, we're having a, <laughs> do we want to be mad? Episode. I know. Do we want to be mad at Seth Rogen or do we want to be mad at Joe Biden? Like what do you, which one? I feel like we yelled at Joe Biden. Joe Biden did a kind a of good times. Yeah. Joe Biden kind <laughs> of did a good thing today. I mean, he signed an executive order about voting rights, which is a small step in the right direction, but you know, Syrian missile strikes. Yeah, it's really hard to be like, oh yeah, you did great. And then it's like, oh. Meanwhile, like we're over here, like, can you just, you know, do something about the student debt? Because, you know, part of my vote kind of went towards that as a generation that was impacted by college price hikes and I had to take out yes. loans to get my degree. Same. And I was like, I've worked full-time jobs and still had to get loans for school. So it's not like this whole argument of people being like, oh, you just have to work. I was like, no, because no. I work and I still can't afford school. But also you, the system just is set up strangely because it's like, you assume that people's parents are going to be paying for their school, but that's only if you have generational wealth. And then on top of that, I'm not actually like able to work, work and put Mm -hmm. in, you know, it would be one thing if we had a, like some kind of program set in place where like what from the ages of 16 to 18 or even 14 to 18, you know, like you actually worked, and got paid like a grown-up person mm-hmm. and then you could use that money for college but it's just mm-hmm. like how do you think people are supposed to come up with this money even if someone works part-time for several 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 years right if one year of college is a whole like full-time job 20k and also the there's this whole delusion that we were supposed to work it off during college and like how <laughs> like so when joe biden was going to college about the cost of going to college back when joe biden got his degree which was i think in the 70s 
it was eight it was eight grand for a four-year degree about average now it's pretty close to 30 20k a year yeah (laughs) what the fuck yeah it's it's much more than that and even private education is 50 grand a year a year not four years a year so it's like and not only that but like the pay the impossible um standard to be able to work off your debt i maybe only know one person who managed to work it off but that person was the only person i knew that had a full-time job during college and he was able to go to college pay for the the interest rate of his loan plus the loan itself for that semester and he was good and like he was just like you guys can just pay it off by having full-time job and we all looked at each other i'm like i'm gonna fucking laugh at you because my full-time job is not even a full-time job it's barely hitting like my job i think i only got like 20 hours a week yeah so and that's the other thing it's like how are you defining you know full-time and then if your pay is crapola you know, if your right. pay is minimum wage and you still have to feed yourself and you still have to feed house and yourself. drive housing, you right? And, you know, do all the other things that constitute living. It's like, if I could just focus on paying like one aspect of life at a time, like that'd be great. But no, that's not how that works. Everything, no. You gotta pay for everything all at once. I had to pay off a medical bill during college. And even then, like, I was like, how am I going to pay off $200? Everyone's like, $200 isn't that much. I'm like, yes, it is for someone. It ain't shit, right? And, and it's felt- like 200 is shit when you don't buy. Yeah, if you're only working 20 hours a week at, like, literally seven bucks an hour, fuck you. Like, are you serious? Like, negotiating for $300 rent in San Jose. <laughs> Not really. But, yeah, it, it was very... um. Yeah, so there's this delusion with those who work in government um, that, like, you know, whatever money that that they're going to try to pass as federal minimum wage is supposed to get us all set in gravy for the rest of our lives, which is not the case. And these fucks think this, but really it's like Joe Biden makes over, I'm sure, over 300K a year. Kamala Harris, Kamala, whatever, makes over 200 300 a year um like mitch mcconnell over 200 300k a year me and they're and they're t- trying to tell us that 1400 dollars is going to settle any debt that we have you know accumulated during the whole covid era in 2020 and i'm like really 1400 you guys pay 1400 easily for just a meal at a restaurant like don't tell us 1400 is just going to get us like out of debt. That's not the case. Like give us, give your American people more money because there's a lot of American people who are in debt. Like, and, and I'm, this is also, I'm, I'm getting all flustered and pissed. I guess today's a day to get mad at Joe Biden. We're going to talk about yeah, Seth Rogen next Okay. Time. It's a Joe Biden day. <laughs> it's a Joe Biden day. Um, next yeah. time Seth Rogen. But yeah, it's like how, are rich people that delusional and that classist that they forget that the average person like do they consider us lazy do they consider us that we're not working hard enough when there's a lot of other things absolutely um i i can speak as someone who went to a private school 
and who got it on a scholarship and literally like these are the conversations and you know at high school if I feel like a lot of the opinions that you have in high school you there's you're still just you know parakeeting whatever mm-hmm. is happening in your household oh of these course aren't necessarily like of course thoughts that you've really ruminated on and have mm-hmm. come to a personal decision so a lot of it I like tried not to take personal and tried not to judge um too harshly but you got to check you, the behavior but, regardless right? oh no we check the behavior but yeah. like just because they haven't had the exposure to reality does not make them like bad people. That's mm-hmm. that's a whole nother lesson I had to learn. But I would hear constantly all the time about how like poor people are only poor because they're lazy or poor people are only poor because they're this and they're that. And I'm just like, you know, this is this was York, which is sitting in Ryan Ranch. Oh, well, I know where York is. Area. Yeah. And like, you know what I mean? Then they're talking about problems that Seaside has. And I'm just like, you guys have no idea what you're talking about. I mean, your baseline, you know, you're complaining that your mom's house is only like eight bedrooms and not 10, like your dad's house. Like, bitch, the world that you live in is sheltered. The world that you're not living in experience that most people are. Mm -hmm. Being born poor is not a judgment on your character mm-hmm. and this was a conversation I'd have to have all the time and I was like I'm here at this school you guys I don't know if just because you're so used to being around other wealthy people but I'm here at this school so obviously right. I have the intellect I have you know the tenacity I work hard mm-hmm. I'm still poor that doesn't mm-hmm. make me less than you yeah And that's exactly the mentality that like what you're saying is exactly echoed from the parents. Um, My experience working as an administrator with a private school, a lot of kids have zero fucking clue about what the real world is. And um, they don't put into account that those who are, who are of lower wage, they're barely getting by with the skill sets that they're really trying to embellish on. Like they're working, they're, they're exploited. They're, um, they probably, where am I trying to go with this? They're exploited. Um, some p- folks are disabled. Like they don't have the capabilities to perform a certain job set um, that they could. They probably, they also don't have enough funding. And also generational wealth is a huge, huge thing that plays into a lot of getting higher payer jo- paying jobs because, you know, with that wealth, you, those people, like your parents have connections to get that, those kids, those connections to thrive. Meanwhile, like, you know, those who are of lower wage, they're having to like knock the wall and kill and like basically break the wall above them. So then that way they get a, a little bit higher than what their upbringing is. Cause they know what's possible. Now we know it's possible, but I there's mean, so think, many obstacles. I think capitalism, especially in the United States, where um, we are taught to be very individualistic, we're taught to, um, you know, capitalism things. We we place place monetary value on things and and mm-hmm. judge people's value based on the the money that they can acquire, and that's like winning. Right. Um, but you know, you see a lot in areas where people who think like that hoard their money, mm-hmm. you know, or they try to be like, oh, the trickle down effect, but like the trickle down effect is not real. So what you see is like people just hoarding wealth mm-hmm. and then they don't actually use their money 
for the communities that they're in. They're very selective of how they use their money because don't yes. get me wrong, these people still have to get tax breaks, right? So, oh yeah, no, but they're not, they're not actually- But they're only doing it- They're like, creating loopholes, you know, with their tax yeah. breaks. It's not like, yeah, it's like they're paying themselves. It's just dumb, dumb. They'll donate to some freaking like fancy SPCA out in Carmel. Meanwhile, like kids in Seaside don't have food. Right. But- the SPCA in Carmel is like top-notch five-star. And it's the, the only reason why is because they probably have a friend that works there. And I mean, and, and that's basically what it is. It's like, it's through your friends, it's through your connections. It's not really, they're actually outsourcing and doing the research of who needs the most help. And that's, that's the sad part about it. But yeah, like trying to go back to what we were talking about with this, the, with the student debt. Um, yeah. Like there needs to be better accountability with, with how the American people have been impacted by student debt. Um, like there was a report in 2018 saying something to the effect that there was, that a, a missile strike is about $92 million. And that $92 million could have at least wiped away 2,500 people who are in debt, who have the average student debt. That giving 25 people at least another chance would be great over than bombing another country because of oil or whatever fucking resource that they're not like, you know, providing or exporting or whatever the fucking case it may be. Um, 92 million could also, you know, really help a nonprofit that's really trying to help with their community, like what you've been mentioning. But no, like instead, we're just gonna say fuck the American people and we're just gonna just make sure that we are number one in um, military um, aggression. So um and that's what America's always been like it's been ingrained like if we're talking about high school I did ROTC that's so ingrained wow. <laughs> so ingrained that America is number one it's sickening and that's why I actually stopped doing that program was because I'm like why is there this weird superiority complex with saying that we're number one like we like saying France is third place, saying Britain is like why? Why do we need it's, to be it's like irrational that? nationalism? And I really feel like irrational nationalism just gives rise and gives way to just um, dumb violence and just a way of America being able to kind of reform or reshape its image without mm-hmm. actually having to acknowledge the fact that it started out really fucking shitty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For a lot of people, and it's well, still shitty. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, I mean, just you even think of, of you know what we're taught, like in basic U.S. history class, you know, manifest destiny. You know that these people had a right to come over, a God-given right. That's why America's number one. That's why oh we're the God. best. That's why we're the greatest. That's why we have the best things. And the that type things. of mentality, the best things, is really what I think. Um, millions and billions conquerors do and now that we're becoming so globalized i really think that like all of mankind is going to have to have a change in thought and it's specifically right. america and americans are going to have to have a change in the way that they think if they want to continue um just having the longevity and success that this country has had yeah, we're capable of doing so much more. We are capable of doing so much more. We're capable of doing um, so think. much more. We're capable of better community support, but it's absolutely it, yeah. And I mean, 
it either starts with the, them or starts with us. And right now it sounds like it's starting with us. You can never, you can never, here's the thing. You can, there, you can never wait for them. Them is never, never. going to do their thing. Yeah. That's never. why we have a government that's supposed to be for the people and by the people. Because when you let them do whatever, they aren't going to pick the choice that's right for you. Yeah. Every day we get closer and closer to cyberpunk 27.7. It's all a glitchy mess. Oh my gosh. It's all a glitchy mess. Um, your apocalypse outfit coming along? Is it still just pajamas and bunny slippers? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, I'm getting that makeup ready. I'm I'm a little step closer to being like cyberpunk. Oh my gosh. Your makeup is gorgeous. We didn't know we were doing the whole YouTube thing today either. Otherwise. You look great though. I mean, I like I'm so, I sort of match. It's blue in my room. It is blue. <laughs> um, I look like a blueberry. <laughs> the reflection from my screen. Kylie has a blueberry. She's full blueberry. of antioxidants. I'm good for you. I'll make you smile. So today is the 56th anniversary of Bloody Sunday. Yes, which was a March that also I believe John Lewis was a part of. Um, so crazy thing that was actually just released today is that um, while we were all shitting on Biden, uh, taking really slow about this whole like student debt thing, um, he basically signed a executive order today on promoting voting rights amid a push by Republican-led state legislators to roll back voting access in the wake of former President Donald Trump's 2020 loss and his baseless efforts to cast doubt on the integrity of the United States elections. Um, And this order was specifically, um, how should I put this? It was specifically charged to land on today. Basically, on March 7th in 1965, about 600 people crossed the, I think it was the Edmund Pettus Bridge. Um, They were attempting to begin the Selma to Montgomery March for civil rights. Um, But unfortunately, state troopers came through and violently attacked the peaceful demonstrators, an attempt to stop the March for Voting Rights, Um, which crazy, right? Government, you know, by the people for the people but there's always some sort of official I was like speaking of not letting them make decisions for you <laughs> yeah let's try to make decisions meanwhile we get the shit beat out of out of us to try to make a change and so um but yeah like it's really i think it's just been like this whole thing that like why is it that whenever like people are trying to move forward in peace and integrity that those are the people who are most violated and and uh, attacked like where why is there always that they are the first to be violently you know preyed on by officials when we're peacefully trying to make a change that would be better meanwhile you know if we take back the capital riot that happened oh my god this year i was like none of those people got attacked no, those people. Except, I mean, I mean, at nighttime it kind of happened, but like, police just letting them in. No one was trying to stop them. Like, well, I mean, we're we're gonna say it, right? It's because we're black. <laughs> because we're black. 
Do we have to state the obvious? We're stating black? the obvious? I think it's, I think it's because we're black. Is it because we're colored people, Kylie? <gasps> I think it might be. Yeah. They're like, oh, black people organizing, trying to get shit done, trying to pass things in legislature. Oh, put the kibosh on that. That's weird. No, black um, people only came to this country because we brought them here to be exploited for slave labor. And now they're trying to make a difference. They're trying to be human. What? Yeah. I don't know. It just it just feels like it, it's so crazy how history is also a rerun, right? Like marching. History riots, definitely repeats itself. Where his, Where things are favored, where people are stopped. Like there's a theme um and what's crazy is like the theme is we just want to have a better community and a better environment and to see some equity amongst folks but then there's all these traditionalists who feel that that's not the case which is just it's just well, really unfortunate speaking of uh history repeating itself one of the reasons why it's so important um, that we talk about these things is because you need to observe how the, the country that you're in handles certain situations. Mm -hmm. um, Bloody Sunday was originally a response to the murder of Jimmy Lee Jackson, mm -hmm. who was a black man who was beat by state troopers. And the response was, you know, this organ, these organized marches. Mm -hmm. And so you see then that they are directly protesting the people who are murdering them. And it's the police. Yep. And it's the people who are supposed to keep the peace. Right. Who are turning on their own people. And it's prudent for us to have this knowledge to be prepared because we have these things that happen in the United States continuously. Mm -hmm. George Floyd. Right. It's nothing new. It's not new. Rodney what it is King, now is Rodney more King riots. What it is now is more publicized. Yeah. And we, like I said, we're becoming more global because you can't, America, how's this going to look on your military front if the the justification that you're using for going into some other country is for, you know, democracy when it, you're really just there to pillage, mm -hmm. to take shit. Um, and then, you know, you turn around and you look at your own nation and it's like, do you really want to give another country an excuse to be like, oh, America needs help with their democracy? Mm -hmm. it's, you know, we need to step in on behalf of their people. We need to look at ourselves first. Yeah, no, that's exactly it. Um, yeah, I can't believe that that it again, just the sake that we're always repeating the same behavior to show like, hey, like this is wrong is just as fundamental as it can get. It's wrong. It's wrong. It's horrid. It's, it's traumatic. Um, doesn't make the black population feel too safe. So we're coming out out of blunt bravery 
like just just kind of getting all that bravery to come out and to just say we're tired of getting hurt we're tired of being suppressed we are tired like we are coming a long way from roots that we were meant to not be shit but at the same time we came here because we were also a valuable asset as for time uh we should probably just keep moving along um did you have anything for the nerdy and dirty segment I was going to talk <laughs> as part of my week. I subscribed to an OnlyFans page. Mm-hmm. Hilarious. And mm-hmm. I was going to talk about that. But if we don't have time, we can always talk about it next time. Because okay. we've been getting into like serious topics. So I don't know if you want to like switch. <laughs> well, <laughs> Slavery, student debt, <laughs> nerdy and dirty. <laughs> right. I mean, let, I mean I, that's why I was trying to move along. So that way we can go to the nerdy and dirty. Okay, so um, OnlyFans, you know what it is. Mm-hmm. Yes. Have you been on? No. 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 Would you consider it? Maybe. Maybe. So I feel my- like, okay, to be real quick, I feel like I would only use it to, like, if I had a friend who had an OnlyFans, I would treat it like a Patreon and just, like, give them the subscription of money to let them keep doing their thing. But I don't think I would probably use it as for pleasure if I were to, I don't think I would, I don't think I would use it for casual use, if that makes sense. So this is the dilemma that I'm having, which was that um, the page that I'm following was a friend that I like found on Instagram. I think you had actually introduced me to them because mm-hmm. their content is like dope and amazing and awesome. <laughs> Loved it. Love their content. Join their Patreon. But it's like, you know, they're also like posting about like their goals for, you know, the month or whatever. And like they have their OnlyFans or like subscribed. So I did. The content on their OnlyFans is just as dope, pretty much like just an extenuation of what's already on their Instagram. And it was fascinating, entertaining. I enjoyed it. However, it's one of those things where I feel weird because, <laughs> because I still, um, I don't know. It's like a, maybe it's just my brain and being an older person, but it's like the like the typical progression of like a friendship mm-hmm. is like not necessarily that. So and you're having me, a hard time connecting with the the person that has the account. Is that what you're well, saying? Well, it's not so much that it's just like so like we would message on Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. But then now if you message me in OnlyFans, now it's weird. Because like if I'm on Pornhub and I like a video mm-hmm. and I like comment on there is like I don't expect the porn star to comment back or like do it in real time and it's just like it's just having that disassociation right it's like if I'm it's like a painting I think if you look at the painting like you're not expecting it to talk back at you (laughs) yeah it was kind of it was very much like that because I was like I was looking at the content and then it's like I guess so I also don't really know how OnlyFans works um like on the back end of things so it's like is it like Instagram where like, I'm sure like it pings and notifies mm-hmm. you and lets you know like how many views or like, does it let you know when someone is watching? Like, is it real time? 
because then now it's like say your content is really good and even though we're friends now I'm using your OnlyFans content Mm -hmm. in my personal masturbation time or whatever and then you're messaging me I'm just like I'm conflicted you know yeah I think it's because I don't necessarily want to like fuck my friend that's but that's an it okay I, I see where you're co- going with this yeah or it's I like at one point like can we just never actually be real friends now like we can never IRL be real friends like it, now it became just going to- it became a transactional interaction mm-hmm. like where you're because that's what OnlyFans is it's a serve it's it's a service like how people have been treating that platform is they're providing a service and so it's like you know, I go to the store, I purchase whatever I need to purchase. I interact with the person who's selling me the product. I say, thanks. <laughs> Leave the store. Yeah, I'm not sure if I was ready for this level of transactionalism. Like, I'm not expect, I mean, I think also the only thing that I would expect from that store, if I'm trying to like talk about OnlyFans as a store is like maybe a, a follow-up survey through my email. Um, but nothing that has me interacting with the direct source. Like I I bought the cereal and then like the person who makes the cereal came out and is watching me eat the cereal and is like, Hey, how'd you like my cereal? (laughs) I made that, you know? Yeah. I think this is something that's really important to brush on because it surprised me. Because, yeah, like, if you're watching a porn, like, you know, obviously people are going to do what they're going to do to porn, but, like, you're not expecting the person in the porno to just, you know, follow up with you. Like, you're, you watch it, you're like, okay, it's a one-sided relationship here, and then you might follow them on Instagram or whatever, but, again, you're not really expecting any like thorough or in-depth relationship with them maybe like it would be cool if they like your comment but nothing more than that I don't yeah so you're having the weird thing where you're actually building a relationship with the person you're thirsting for but the person you're thirsting for is just a shallow relationship right well so it's like is I wouldn't even really say like building a relationship but it was like um but they're if they are texting you outside of OnlyFans and they're building whether if it's like not building like it's trying to be like a like a like they're going to come over to your house and knock on your door and say hey what's good but like you know if they're having a dialogue with you that's that's building a relationship yeah if you're building yeah if there's dialogue and the dialogue is more than like that was really cool thanks and call it a day that's building a relationship if the dialogue is more than that yeah so it's like um and again, maybe it really is like a generational difference. I feel like I'm not that old, but you know, if you're, if people nowadays are used to um, like curating friendships online, and then also it's like you have your hustle online. Mm-hmm. And when you curate friendships and you support your friends, like if their hustle is of a sexual nature, then does that change the dynamics of your friendship? This is the struggle. And it's it's strange because I didn't, I, I wasn't expecting to feel like as weird as I do about it. 
because I am a pretty sexually open person and I mm-hmm. have had friends that I have had sexual relationships with. You know, I've had you know friends with benefits for instance, but it feels different mm-hmm. subscribing to an OnlyFans. Yeah. Like I said, also, I think- Also with the knowledge that I like, it's, yeah. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> for me, <laughs> if I'm just like, if OnlyFans is one of those things where I can browse and watch and then be off, that's- yes Uh, then it's fine but I don't think I could see myself interacting with someone else just because like my style of having I don't know I think because also OnlyFans is a kind of like a small business perspective too because it's a lot of like either amateur or established but not like you know mainstream porn so there is like some sort of opportunity to interact I think I would just kind of treat it like somebody's twitch page like I said if I know a friend that's doing it and a friend that's doing shows on it then I I would subscribe to support their grind but I don't think I would actually participate in peruse their whole page and watch everything and like comment on that Though I would love to subscribe and watch like a drag show on OnlyFans. It'd be like, yes, but I don't, but like. And then to be fair, like not everything on the OnlyFans page is sexual. That's the implication though now, but yeah, yeah, go on, go on. There's there's not everything on there is sexual. And it's just like, okay, that's cool. But then it's like, I feel like um, maybe it's also just how my brain works. But like, if I, I'm watching something like that. If it almost felt like I had walked in a into a room that like I wasn't necessarily supposed to be in. <laughs> you, you know, what I mean? it was like, oh, cool, like this is a, like a fun, like a more adult version of like your Instagram, which doesn't necessarily mean that everything is like so out there. There are delineations of adulthood. Like maybe this is just strong language and nudity, and like oh maybe God. this is straight up like, oh, you just like came all over your stomach, ate that shit, and, like... And then they're going to ask you how you're doing. How's your morning going? Did you have a good breakfast? And then it's like, <laughs> we're talking about, you know, like, tarot or, like, crystals later in the day, and I'm like, I saw you, um... Do, do they know they saw you? They, I feel like they know that I saw them. Okay, so <laughs> that's the component to this. Do they know that they saw you? Are they... I don't know. is this just my own like was the timing just right like the timing was the timing just right or did you like straight up be like i see you watching this video i don't know if they're i don't know if they're actively correlating the accounts though unless you're using the same handle like can they see your face when you're watching I don't know. I don't know anything about OnlyFans. do they see your face while you're watching them come on their stomach Kylie, please confirm. Like, this is my mental panic. I had mental panic. I was just like. So they did see you. They did see you. I don't know, like, not my physical face, but it's like my, they know my profile. Like, I liked it. I liked the video. Oh, so you liked the video. So you liked the video of them coming on their tummy. What is the format to OnlyFans? I don't even know. Do I need to like look this up real quick? What is the fucking format? That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like I didn't do enough research about OnlyFans and I was just like, oh, I'm gonna go support my friend. And I just got on there and they're the only person I have on there. So it's just like, girl, they you, know. you already dug your hole too deep. You went there because my you whole- want to see this homie <laughs> make sneeze on his tummy and eat it up. Afterwards, I was nasty. like, wait, what did I do? 
what do I do break. now? Give me a fucking break. It's like, so now if I watch a video, do they know that it's me that I watched it when I watched it? I don't know. You know what? I don't, I'm not going to download this app. I'm going to look up this app and see only. You can, you can look at the app on my phone. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you some safe for work content. No, I'm going to put only the content is good. app like it's layout. Really That's all like, I want. And well curated place. It's very nice. I feel like maybe um, had I found so it looks like only- Instagram, but for but for sex. Um, it looks yeah, kind of like an Instagram or Facebooky thing, but like just I won't even say just for sex, but like you're killing more- because you're being confusing. <laughs> Wait, why? How am I being confusing? You're me. Ma- so this <laughs> this is how I envisioned it. Okay. So I envisioned it that it's kind of like Clubhouse, which you log in and there's a homepage, a homepage that shows your information, like welcome Kylie. Yes. Some, yes, some there notifi- is. So, okay. Keep listening because I'm not done I'm talking. I'm listening. Okay. So there's like a little notification bar and then <laughs> there's like a little thing that says like your messages or whatever. And then there's another little tab that says browsing or something to imply that you browse, right? So you can browse through people. And I assume that everything's blurred out until you select. So it's all just out, ass out everywhere. Okay. That's all I, so it's kind but of it's like, like people have profile pictures. So depending on what kind of picture they pick. Okay. So if you go onto their profile, do you have to pay to see it or do you have to? No, you don't have to pay. I think also there's different settings for your profile. I think you can have, but you don't have to pay to go onto somebody's profile, but, um, what like I think that the videos will be locked until like either you subscribe or like you can pay to just I didn't, it. okay so what I'm trying to ask you is if you go onto their profile can you see everything yeah I subscribed and if you subscribed does that mean that you just see them on your home page like you do with Instagram or yeah so it's like right now I have like if I go to my home page I just so what's the point of paying somebody no, what do you mean? If I go to my so, homepage? No, no, no. So then now, now what I'm asking is what's the point of paying somebody if their content is out there for free after you have this registered for an OnlyFans account? Oh, no, no, no. The registering for the OnlyFans, you'd have to subscribe to their content for it to be unlocked, basically. So like so you there, might see- there is no there is no monetary transaction. You just subscribe. Yeah, so you can have an OnlyFans. <clears throat> no one... <clears throat> when I when you subscribe, the subscription is monetary. Okay, it's a monetary subscription. When you're paying like a monthly so, fee. So if you subscribe to their account, it is a monetary transaction. Yes, it's a monetary transaction. So that it's kind means, of like okay. That's what I thought. So that's what I was confused about because you're telling me that you can look at it for free after downloading the app, but now. Oh no no! I I subscribe to his page, so I pay for his OnlyFans. I pay for access to his OnlyFans. Okay, so you have to pay for access per person. Some people have free profiles. Okay, now here's my next question. Now what I'm confused about is I thought you literally had a one-on-one session with this person. But you just they, saw something that they posted and you just liked it. That's it, right? Yeah, no, no, no. I liked it. And then I got a message. On OnlyFans or Instagram? Yes, on OnlyFans. Okay. No, like, oh, like, 
Oh, okay. 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 So this person that you're talking, oh my God, this is, you guys are listening to this and you're just like, what the fuck? If there's like, anything, don't know what they're doing. if you guys, have, if you guys have any comments about the section, please just let oh us know. God. Okay. So he was talking to you after you liked a picture through his, I thought you were telling me that he, you liked something on his OnlyFans and then he went on Instagram, found you and then started talking to you. No, like we've already been talking like on Instagram, nothing like crazy. But he just... also messaged you and OnlyFans after you liked something. Yes. That's what I'm trying and to get the story straight. That's everywhere. why it was confusing. I'm Kylie just for everywhere. Oh, dear Actually, Lord. I, I might be fly Kai. I might be fly Kai on OnlyFans. Stop it. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like one of the two. Like, I just... Again, maybe it's just who, who I am. This is not very good. Like the whole internet thing. Like I don't really have an internet persona. I don't really have a handle. Like mm-hmm. I'm me. I don't know how to do anything else. So when a bitch shows up in OnlyFans, a bitch shows up in OnlyFans and oh you know who God. I am and OnlyFans and the same bitch on Instagram and the same bitch on Facebook and the same bitch on YouTube. <laughs> Okay, so you're not trying to divvy up your personas. That makes sense because I I mean no one divvies up their personas really. Um but there is a slight there is a slight attitude change per social media account. So that's true. There's just, there, there should be that's why I just wasn't expecting why you, look how stressed you are. <laughs> because I really like his Instagram content and I was like, oh, we had a really nice a really nice dynamic. Oh my god. I, mean, I don't know. Is it appropriate to shout this guy out? Yeah, sure, why not? Well, actually wait. I'll wait on that. Okay. Let, we'll keep him we'll keep him ambiguous uh for now, but we'll let you guys know. know who he is for the next episode, I guess. But yeah, I I know who you're talking about. He's very handsome and like after I after I actually liked one of his pictures on Instagram because he was uh cosplayed as an orc. I was like, this is great. Like, I fucking love this. Cause you know, not a lot of people cosplay as orcs. People think orcs are kind of like- just like sexy orc goblin daddy. It's everything that you could ever want. <laughs> Time to crush your D&D campaign. <sighs> oh my God. Yeah, like I said, I don't, I would treat OnlyFans as like, like, yes, bitch, like to support my friends. But like, I don't know if I would actually view it for pleasure. Cause- I'm not a huge perv. I'm a huge pervert. <laughs> I mean, don't get like, me so wrong. Like, if I perv on you and I haven't met you, can we? Can we? I'm I'm like a, I'm like a. I'll see and I will appreciate who you are for the form you're in, no matter how you dress it up or if you're just in pajamas that day. But I can't really be like, mm, yes, I'm gonna like eat you up, you know. I don't do I can't I don't think I'm probably I don't know maybe like somewhere down the line I might contradict myself but yeah I'm not a huge perv and it's just like it's all my aesthetics all my aesthetics right there really oh yeah okay. it's all your sex tarot you know all the nerdy stuff but it's not even like nerdy where it's like like traditionally nerdy it's like it looks really good he looks good. The photography is on point. The yeah. like the artistry is on point. The poetry is on point. Like there's so many different things. Literary <laughs> references. Gag, gag, gag. Ren fair. Like what, what, what? Sexy thick man. Sexy, Chocolate thick to man. Boot. What? 
what's not to like he's like "Ooh, send me those thigh appreciations <laughs> sure i appreciate your thighs i'm not expecting you to message me back like i saw you appreciated my thighs well if anybody has any uh only fan recommendations <laughs> for kylie too smart to browse so that way she yes. ain't tripping for like weeks, and weeks i think maybe time. it's because i think maybe it's because i just have the one maybe if i was looking at some other profiles i wouldn't feel like so stressed about it yeah i, I think time it, guys i think it's an it's the i'm fresh into this platform as a viewer um yeah, i don't know how this platform works i feel like i jumped and then was like oh shit <laughs> how does this work i don't know how any of it works she jumped in and the water was cold <laughs> i mean oh the water was really nice i'm just not sure what's in it <laughs> that's the part all right guys give I your suggestions you give your suggestions to kylie too smart of who else she should browse on OnlyFans. but you know bonus points if it's um D, D related and if the person's into tarot all right, moving along. Anime. So just some nerdy stuff. Shaquille yeah, O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal. He, Shaquille, I've been so, he did something very incredible this week. But before we get into that, I just want to appreciate like his whole career in a nutshell. He was an actor. He tried rapping, tried his keyword. He was a notable celebrity <clears throat> and uh you know, I take that back. He rapped. He did absolutely release an album, a hip hop album. Uh, <laughs> Is he nerdcore? <laughs> you know, I think it was a clean album. I think it was a clean album because like there was a lot of kids who looked up to him when it was released. So I don't think it was like serious and like Eminem-y, if that makes sense. And he's not obligated to have make keep it fun for kids. But yeah, like he's done that. He's done, um, he had a, very notable basketball career, um, I believe, with the Lakers. And, um, you know, he's been a sheriff. Like a, was he a sheriff? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Really? I, are you serious? Uh, I I'm shocked the sheriff. Now. I shocked the sheriff. <laughs> but he didn't shoot the deputy. Yeah, did you remember like Cat oh Williams was making God. fun of him because he was like, you can't be like no goddamn sheriff. Like everybody's gonna know it's you. Like you can't be no there should everybody's be way too much. There has to be a blog post of amazing things that Shaquille ha O'Neal has done throughout his life. Like, and now, oh, he's DJing now. He's also a DJ now. He does like techno DJ for festivals and shit. Like, so he's just he's just a busy busy boy i aspire to be like Shaq because i'm always in the middle of 500 projects like too. <laughs> you are like v sometimes v sometimes Shaq. sometimes Shaq. <laughs> but yeah like he's just done so much stuff he did an episode of hot ones like i just really love that he's always all over the map and that he always seems to have good energy about it and he knows who he is so it's it's just fucking great um, so Shaquille O'Neal did another outstanding thing, which I think it should be on everybody's bucket list is to get into the wrestling mat and take a few bumps. It was great. I mean, I love wrestling. I'm not like, I'm not like, what, did, what move did he did? What to me, it looked like he did something similar to like a Batista bomb or something like that. But, you know, please tell me what the actual move is because I really don't know. 
but he was I'm so movie. impressed right now because I don't know what a Batista bomb is I'm just like oh <laughs> I forget that these moves have like legitimate was, names he basically just like brought somebody up and like put them down on their back like that's basically what okay. he did but it looked really good and then like someone also like you know bringed them out of the out of the ring and then like he hit against uh uh some a table I mean, wrestling, it's all its own technique. So I don't think he really hurt himself. Um, he's also pretty sturdy, but it looked great. I was just, I saw all the highlights and I was like freaking out because I'm like, I'm always down for somebody new to do wrestling. Um, so I was excited and for him to debut on AEW just like totally made my week. I want to watch AEW more now. <clears throat> I watched the clip and that face he made yeah I was like this he really got into the character I feel like it was I feel like I could have been watching him like back in the day with my cousins and it would have been like right at home yeah so it didn't feel like too much of um it didn't feel like he broke the immersion like with wrestling you yeah know? like it's too gimmicky i think is like, like sometimes you'll have like stars that go like if you do like dancing with the stars and you're like okay i can tell like you're not yeah like dancing really, with the stars like, felt really it. yeah it feels like too like embellished and like too sparkly like like they're forced to be there or whatever but like Shaq looked like he was just having a good time it also, like he was having fun yeah. and like he wanted to be there and just it's just fun the yeah. faces the faces that he was making at first I didn't realize it was even him because like he walks out and like he's all freshly shaven so I was confused I'm like is that our who's boy? this new big bladder <laughs> I was legit confused. I'm like, nah, nah, that can't be. And I looked closer. I'm like, yeah, that's him in his big ass age doing shit. Of course. It is. I was like, look, Black does not crack. He is aging well. Mm-hmm. Come on, check. Yeah. Those men do a really, like, I notice a lot with like the celebrity players from like basketball. They do, I think they do a really good job with like making sure that they, like, they're really taking care of themselves after the fact. Like, you know, rest in peace, Kobe, but Kobe even looked really good, like, after he retired and, you know, was like kind of just trying to focus more on money for them good nutritionalists. Yeah. And also, I'm sure they can afford to eat whole foods. I'm sure also tons and tons and tons of physical therapy and chiropractic and stuff like that too. And they got the money to really take care of themselves. So like, you know, kudos to them to really like making sure that they stay really, you know, uh, present with themselves. So that way they're thriving after their careers. Cause you know, being an athlete, like even wrestlers are like a lot of wrestlers. I, I know now have made the pass of, I want to keep wrestling up until maybe I'm the age 30, 35 and I'm done because they want to take care of their bodies, their bodies. Yeah, I don't, go ahead. No, please. Well, no, I was just going to say, um, I didn't realize, you know, how much work goes into maintaining an athlete's body until Mm -hmm. I started like studying the sports massage. Mm-hmm. and seeing how many people who are doing sports massage and it's not even so much like to keep them doing what they're doing for longer but it's really like just recuperating right because you, you put yourself through so much you're pushing yourself hard, like so hard 
And I think that's one of like the conflicts that I have with like some of the major sports is just like, yeah, we're going to pay them a lot of money now, but it's like, also we're paying them to destroy their bodies because right. we know that at a certain level, like this is the damage that you're doing mm-hmm. and you're going to have to like deal with these repercussions. And right. some of that stuff is just like, yeah, you can help it, but you can't really ever really fix it. Right. Exactly. Um, and that's also, you know, it's a controversial thing about taking care of your bodies after the fact, um, making sure that you have someone to really take care of those finances when you start doing professional sports. Cause a lot of the times, a lot of these athletes too, they're contractors. Um, sometimes they don't get that full year, um, agreement to be paid the way that they're getting paid. Um, and it's a, it's a huge risk because uh, you're kind of like, you're now a gladiator, right? Your, 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 your identity is a gladiator and you're going to just, you're going to be an athlete to keep your body up, but also you're destroying your body at the same time. So, but yeah, like also it really shows with like how Shaq has been taking care of himself. Like if he's able to get into that ring and take some bumps, like that shows that he's really been taking his health seriously. And I'm glad that he's having a good time and he's like out there and he's thriving. And I want to see more of that. I want to see more basketball players cross cross genre ing with sports. Michael Michael Jordan did it for a second. He tried to do baseball, and then he went back to basketball and golf. I was gonna say he. I feel like he did a few different things. Yeah, I love it when people break their immersion of what their mainstream is. It, it brings me a lot of joy. Uh, but yeah, no, that was dope. Shaq, do more shit like that. I always love seeing you staying relevant within the media, especially when, when you did Hot Wings. Like that made me really happy too. Um, so I'm going to talk about the Sailor Moon Plus Size Swimwear that was just released this week, which is very cute and adorable. Oh my God. So I just want to make sure I get the the vendor, right? But while I'm getting all that information, um, there was, it looks like actually that Sailor Moon stuff came out back um, in 2019. And they're about 30 to $40. Um, but they're, I think Hot Topic sells them. So, oh, okay. Then I know which series you're talking about. Yeah, but it's really cute. And they kind of made a reprise as of recently. Like they were featured on Twitter. They were featured on Facebook. And like everyone's like super excited because now that like, you know, cosplay is the new hot shit these days, especially during COVID. And you can just dress up and take pictures and look fucking hot as hell. Um, the swimwear has come back. And now that people are getting vaccinated, I'm sure they're going to be posted up next to the pool these days. So they're cute. Like I would absolutely. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. I just laminated vaccine cards and Sailor Moon cosplay. (laughs) Right. Jesus Christ. You know, it's actually, people have been posting pictures on Tinder of their vaccinated status. Like I haven't been on there. I will vaccinate you. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. So apparently yeah, there's been folks on Tinder, Tinder, according to friends who I know that are still on it, that have posted, I'm vaccinated, hit a bitch up. I'm like, oh my God, like this is, meh. it's a little weird. Like, because also the vaccination is not a cure. So people like, you can still catch the flu after getting a flu shot. You can still catch COVID after getting a COVID shot. You can still transfer COVID after getting a COVID shot. So like be mindful folks. But yeah, like it's, I'm just glad 
going back to the swimwear, like it's cute. Maybe I'll try to get myself a Sailor V one. Um, yes, I'm de- I definitely canonical reasons, but it's cute. Uh, canonical, canonicals. It is yeah. cute. Um, I was excited. I wanted to know, have you watched Helsing? Helsing? Did you, yeah. The did anime? You, yeah. Did you read Helsing or watch Helsing I've ever? Read, I've read a little bit of Helsing and like Helsing had Alucard in it, right? Yeah. So I read a little bit of it, but I don't, I just remember the premise of like, you know, there's there's Alucard and there's vampire person, like he's a vampire. And then there's this person named Victoria. Like, I just remember that. I don't remember the actual, like, you know, storyline. Um, the reason I bring it up is because the director for John Wick is doing mm-hmm. a live action version of it. And I'm really Ooh, excited. That would be really fun. Yeah. That would be really fun. I mean, vampire movies have gone a long way. since the vampire in brooklyn so it'd be really exciting to see a live action of that anime usually i'm kind of anti-live action but i think this one would be good you know and like i used to be anti-live action um until full metal alchemist Mm -hmm. because the live action they did for that one was really good oh was Um, it good yeah, it was. It was I've been. I'm not gonna lie. Every time I see it on Netflix and I'm scrolling through, I'm like, nope, <laughs> nope, no. Like, I, trust. I don't know. I I don't know what. I must have watched it on a night where I was like, oh, let's see if we can find like what the worst thing is to watch. And it was. I, I was. <laughs> you know, when you just put on like terrible movies every once in a while, I'll just be like, God damn, this movie is terrible. You yeah. just break it apart. You don't have to feel bad about nothing. But yeah. I was like pleasantly surprised and then hurt because we all know that storyline and Stop for it. the live action to actually be good. I was just like, Ooh, it y'all didn't have to capture my heartstrings and then twist the knife. There was it. a, there was a lot of sad moments in that show. I wonder a how- lot. I didn't realize how sad that shit was until watching the live. And I was like, wait, no, that definitely happened as a child. Some reason, like it just hits different when it's, animated and then when you see it live action you're just like oh totally let's talk about things that hit different when you're a kid versus when you're an adult when Mufasa died it didn't register in my brain that Mufasa died to be clear I'm serious oh you were just like oh he just got knocked out like yeah sleeping like oh it's so sad yeah (laughs) so when I saw that like Simba was grieving I'm like why did he run away I don't get it where did Mufasa go I guess Mufasa and also here's the other fucked up part is like maybe permanence well also the thing is like I thought Mufasa was a deadbeat dad (laughs) so because Mufasa just let his son run away and he didn't go get him (laughs) so you know we grew up in the hood you're like Mufasa Mufasa ain't shit yeah, so it didn't register me like how important Mufasa was. I was just like, oh, he's just a daddy that just came around and left, you know. And that was just me as a kid. So that's why I didn't really like understand the gravity until I watched Lion King again. And I went, oh, shit, that's really sad. Damn. Long live the king. Shit. Mufasa, Mufasa, Mufasa. Mufasa. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but going back to Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah, I think... Uh, yeah, there was a lot of sad shit like Nina and Nina! <laughs> and like Shao Tucker just looks like, you know, Californian like serial killer basically. So like, I mean, I wasn't really surprised by that. And 
obviously the Mace Hughes death and some of the homunculus deaths were actually really sad too. Like I, when Lust died, I actually felt really sad. Right, or, I was just like, oh. Yeah, and then I think there was another one. Oh, I think it was Babe. No, Baby Wrath didn't die. I have to rewatch the anime. I have to rewatch the anim- anime because there was Brotherhood and there was the regular one. And like they had two different prides. So, um, but anywho, I'm glad to hear that the the live action's good. <laughs> or yeah, the I'm I'm hoping it will be. I'm hoping it will be. Uh, they're teaming up with Amazon to get that okay. done. So who's fingers, the weeb in yeah. Amazon? Who's the weeb in Amazon who pushed that? Right. I want to know. So here's the thing that's been fucking me up about anime and workplace spaces is that it's so perceived as something that's unprofessional, but yet there's a monetization of it lately. And so that's why people are getting more and more on board with it, which is pissing me off. It's like, it's unprofessional until we monetize it. And then like, they realize the effect of it. And I'm like, that's something we should probably get into in another episode, but it's driving me insane because I remember this one time I brought, I, like something animated to like anime related to work and everyone's like meh, 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 meh. I don't know if that's not professional that's childish and now lately it's like let's animate this let's make an anime commercial oh that's cool do you like Sailor Moon well I watch the show called Bleach like it's I'm like I've been here <laughs> we've been here this whole time and now that it's cool like you look like you're the first person in it and I just <laughs> I just want to scream because I'm over here I'm like I've been flashing my fucking weeb ass since middle school and now I'm like now that it's getting cooler that it's acceptable in the workplace if it's monetized not if it's an accessory and you're trying to show yourself as a personality of it that's strange it is very strange I don't feel like I've um I faced it a lot. Like one time I brought a thing to work and someone was like, I don't think that's professional. And then, what did you bring? I'm like, please tell me it wasn't like a huge body pillow. <laughs> no, it was something very, very, very small. It was like a shirt that had, I think, a, I can't remember which character. It had Sailor Moon on it. And someone was like, mm. oh, your shirt's unprofessional? Or like, you know, if I have, like, I think there was one time someone made a comment where I brought a binder to the swim set, one of the swim centers I used to work at, and it had like Inuyasha on it. And it was like a small, like little Inuyasha sticker. And so I was like, mm, are you an adult? Are you mature? So I don't know. I'm sure there's other stories like that where people felt really like outcasted in the workplace because of their interests of anime. Meanwhile, like, you know, if you flash that, I love the 49ers or I watch sports. Like it's immediately like accepted. So it's just, it's just this whole thing of like in the nerdum of something that was is acceptable, what is considered shit until you can put money on it is the thing that drives me insane, but that's a whole the different conversation. Um, okay. But dope. Like I want to see that live action Ellie card movie that, or show. That would be really, really cool. All right, uh, let's talk about um, call to action. So in San Jose tomorrow, or actually when this podcast is released, it will release the morning before this happens. There's going to be a George uh, Floyd dedicated gathering at San Jose City Hall. Um, 
Bet your ass I'm going to be there double masked up with some eye protection and I'm just going to be there to support, put my solidarity towards that. I just um, found out that my job actually offers like a civil, like X amount of hours for civil duty to go protest and everything like that that time is amazing. So shout out to abode services because I didn't know. And I was really going to be like, Oh, I have to take like the day off to do this. And then my manager was like, no, you don't. Oh, they're like, got you. I'll pay you for, for your time. Like, thank you for your time. Go fight for your shit. That means a lot to me. That Uh, is incredible. I didn't realize organizations can do that. Organizations can do that. Organizations can do that. Organizations can do that. I need to really look that up because that would be a great thing to probably propose my my place to do that. Yeah, because it's like, even if it's, you know, I mean, I'm sure there's so many protests you can do all of them, but even in just giving you one a month is like amazing. And um, I'm just... I just consider myself so lucky. And I understand, like, especially where I work, um, there is a lot of work that still has to be done in the community Mm -hmm. in terms of, you know, getting funding for housing, getting these programs so that, you know, people can have resources Mm -hmm. and that we can connect with each other and going to protests, you find like-minded people. And so it's also just a good way to network with them. some of your other community leaders and people who um, are willing to show up and willing to do the work. Right. Um, so I, yeah, I just, I, I can't wait yeah, to show this, up. For me, this is going to be a very scary follow-up from almost a year ago. Yeah. Because uh, um, a year ago, I was definitely in the middle of the first day of what felt like a and it really was a worldwide protest. Um, and unfortunately, authorities didn't even take the correct approaches. They chose violence over mediation. They chose violence over solidarity. And they chose violence over support, um, which is very, very much shows the side of police and their priorities where they couldn't even understand that it was people grieving over, over people. They just saw it as a chance to treat us like targets. Um, And yeah, this protest was definitely stemmed from the death of a black man, a black man who was unreasonably murdered and point blank daytime. Um, But the message is so much bigger because this isn't the first time and it's not the first time it's not the first time it's not the it's not the third time the fourth time the fifth time right and it's not the first time that's been public it's a recurring cycle of the same shit that needs to stop um and it's tiring um but yeah like call to action i hope those who are listening um whether if you support from home or you support in the streets, uh, stay careful, um, but keep it strong. Um, let's try our best to make a difference here. And hopefully that Derek Chauvin stays in jail for a long ass time. Um, uh, but other than that, big move Monday. Yes. Um, so it, 
knowing that it's, you know, a women's day, women's month, um, I wanted to focus on someone who is, you know, not only a woman, mm-hmm. clearly someone who is Black, <laughs> but also someone who, like us, um, is, you know, just living their daily lives out being humans, pursuing the things that interest them, and who mm-hmm. is also having to face um, being accepted in a space that is primarily held for people who are not of color. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about Emily Ford. She's a 28-year-old Black Packer, which I thought was so cute. I was like, I haven't had this term come across like my mm-hmm. lexicon yet. Mm-hmm. A Black Packer. And I was like, oh, Lady Blurds, we got to talk about this Black Packer and how Black Packing is a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't know it was a thing. Yay. Yay. I mean, I, like, I knew I that trail like you know following trails and whatnot were a thing um Mm -hmm. but yeah this is also (laughs) not to roast her real quick but i will uh walking for x amount of miles on a trail in the wilderness is not something that black people walking down the street in america while being black is hard enough this this trail is (laughs) 1136 miles long and she walked it with her dog in winter there's ice it's called the ice age trail and it's in wisconsin Mm -hmm. and it's serious it's no joke it's like black people don't fuck with snow in wisconsin so or it's constant wins Wisconsin. Wisconsin. I can't even say it right. Why can't I say it right? Wisconsin. <laughs> but yeah, like, um, no, I mean, it's really great that she was able to, you know, whether if this is something that she's done for a long ass time or has like, you know, started maybe in her 20s, like, this is great. Yeah, I mean, uh, she's 28. It expands the space for us. <laughs> it expands the space. And that's, that's pretty much... Um, like why I chose her because not only um, is she a black person inhabiting a space that you know people don't typically think like black people are doing this. Mm-hmm. Black Packers, we're doing everything. Mm-hmm. We're doing all the things. But not only that, but she's a woman um, in a space that people typically don't necessarily equate women with. Mm-hmm. She did this trail, and it's her and her dog, and she didn't you know, have to rely on a group, a big group of people to do this and particularly Mm -hmm. wasn't relying on a man to map her trail out for her or to, you know, rely upon for her survival or for her strength. Mm -hmm. Um, So that is like another cool ass thing. But um, yeah, and it's just like, it's funny because she did an uh, interview with the backpacker when she was talking about um, how she didn't even really realize the significance of her actions, that she was just following a hobby that she loves and just doing what she loves. And she's just like, I'm just existing and it's okay to exist in all these spaces. And, you know, just Mm -hmm. don't be afraid to pursue your passions and your hobbies and especially if you don't see people who look like you in those spaces go fucking be the person like go be the person in that space yeah and I think there's a lot of us who have you know will invade spaces that 
yeah, there is a lot of imposter syndrome, but there's also a lot of like, I want to do this because this looks fun and I really want to do it. But like you said, like there's not a lot of representation to enter those spaces. And so, I mean, us as women, I think we're always used to being in spaces that are, that were not really designed for us in the first place. And it's a matter of like also transitioning that into like, you know, a race perspective of being black and putting ourselves in spaces that were exactly designed for us either even if it looks like a fun place to be sometimes there's always the hesitation but I'm really glad that she's able to have that bravery to do that for me it's like I just think of like the balls this woman must have because it's the middle of winter like it's it's snowing and like I said black people don't fuck with snow it's this hike I don't know how long it would take a you know, normal person to complete a thousand some odd miles. Um, I do like <laughs> maybe a few miles a day. And I'm like, ooh, I'm good with those few miles a day. This like is a, to do this trek is like dedicated three months out of your life mm-hmm. to be on a trail to in the snow. Like, she's proven some things. Mm-hmm. This woman's proven some things. And um, yeah, we need to recognize that she, she's a badass and she's inspiring me. I'm like, I need to start hiking. Can I get like 10 miles in? I, like, Eventually, I think I'll want to do up to 10 miles a day. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Emily Ford, for your inspiration. Big Move Monday goes out to you. Big Move Monday goes out to you. Yeah. For just congratulations on your spaces. Yeah, congratulations. Congratulations First on your... Woman. 1200 mile walk. All right. Well, now that we're kind of getting to a close to the podcast, thank you for listening to Lady Blurred Sings the Blues. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Pods, and our original home SoundCloud. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Lady Blurred's Podcast for questions and suggestions about the show. Email us at don'tcastanddrive at gmail.com, spelled don't cast. N, like the letter, drive. Now, fun fact, like we were mentioning earlier, this will probably be the first episode that we're going to publish on YouTube. Woo! So, Woo! Um, and what a doozy, what an episode. <laughs> yeah, what an episode. Uh, yeah, so we're going to try the YouTube route to put these on YouTube. We're slowly but surely trying to upgrade uh, the platform as we go along. So, I mean, since we got a full year in, I think it's time to put, put some pep in that step. So... <laughs> Uh, it's exciting. So yeah, you can find this podcast um, on the YouTube channel, Lady Blurreds Sings the Blues. Um, I We don't have a link yet, but once we hit that 100th subscriber, we will be able to customize that URL so that we're easier to find. But thanks again for listening. I hope you guys have a wonderful week.